welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there is an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me A Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep blocktalk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. The loved ones showed up to the workroom for a wild makeover challenge that really served as an appetizer for Nikki Palooza. It's time to talk all things Drag Race fans, and joining me is someone who certainly doesn't need a makeover. It's Antonio Moore. How are you? Hello. I'm doing well. It's nice to see you again. Yes, it's great to see you. Uh, change of location for both of us. I'm currently in North Carolina. You're you're in a hotel room. I'm in a hotel room, Cleveland. Um, I'm out here for the rest of the week for the Ohio Burlesque Festival. So that's exciting. Yes. Uh, for any Ohio listeners out there, how can they come see you? Um, for any Ohio listeners, you can visit um, the Ohio Burlesque page on Instagram. That'll direct you to their site. We're having performances at the Beachland Ballroom uh, tomorrow, Thursday, the 11th, all the way through Saturday evening, the 13th. So go check that out and get your tickets because they're selling fast. Exciting. We love burlesque. Um, before we dive into France, I got some drag news of the week. Go for it. Brazil, Mexico, <laughs> Germany. Drag Race is coming for you. Yes. Are you excited? Um, I feel excited because what I've noticed about these international seasons is there's something different about them that I'm thoroughly enjoying. It just feels it's the same format of Drag Race, but I just feel the infusion of a specific culture is just so refreshing compared to getting cranked out of in the normal American seasons. I agree. Um, I love learning about culture. That's what's exciting for me. Could you imagine what Rue would be doing if they were doing culture on the American version? What would they be educating the international lit watchers of? We like hot dogs? Like what, 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 what? One day, Rue, one day you'll make the show beautiful. Yeah, because I love I'm loving Drag Race France. Um, yes. Being immersed in the culture. It's been mm-hmm. magnifique. Now, obviously, there are already some rumors going around um, as far as potential hosts. Uh, I haven't heard anything from Germany yet. Um, hopefully it will not be Heidi Klum. Uh, she already did that little other drag show in Germany. Um, Mexico. There, there's been some speculation based on a post that Valentina made the other day. Uh, people are thinking, is she involved some way? Uh, someone else who is very actively pushing the casting of um, Mexico is Cynthia Lee Fontaine. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll get an exclusive on that one soon when she comes on the podcast. I don't know. I can't say anything <laughs> about that yet. Um, but I know she'll tell me it is. Uh, and then Brazil. Uh, the latest rumor is Grad queen, winner of Queen of the Universe. 
Um, was that just a massive setup? I think so. I think so. I really think so. Um, when well, that the tar rumor, is not going to be hosting that one, right? And when that rumor came around, I was like, "That's the one that I could really solidly probably put a bet on." Because yeah, yeah. Um, now I don't know how casting is going to work. It did say that you have to speak Portuguese for Brazil, you have to speak Spanish for Mexico. Um, so they are not going to be English speaking, which is fine. We're totally okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um. Will we see people from New York apply for it? Maybe Pietro Parker will try out. Uh, maybe Frida Kulo will try out for Mexico. I don't know. Right. I think we got some talent that would like to go um, show their talents that they're, that they're ready. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, and no matter what, we love the celebration of drag throughout the world. Yes, we do. Um, I'm still sad that Sweden didn't call me to host. Um, I really, really, really wanted to host um, Drag, Race, Drag Race Scandinavia, just all the countries. Uh, that way, my pit crew would have been a bunch of blonde twinks. Like, that would have been the dream. <laughs> oh, one day. But we're talking about Drag Race France. Let's do it. Um, you're enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. What is it about Drag Race France that's so appealing? I've been trying to figure out what it is. I don't think I have a solid answer, but I think there's something so effortless to mm-hmm. the work that these contestants are putting in. The fashion just feels like it's fashion from a perspective. Yes. It doesn't feel like someone trying to make something fashion like we see in the American versions. Right. There's something about the American seasons lately that you feel when you're watching these people walk the runway the first thing you think is they've spent so much money on that these girls i've that's never crossed my mind i'm so enthralled by the details the uh the references the appreciation uh for the art of fashion that they put into their looks and and what they're presenting that it just feels effortless and that's what i'm just sucked into and the same thing with their challenges i just feel there's a genuine joy in them exploring themselves in these challenges um i believe i don't know one of the girls said i think it was either last week um or maybe the it was this week that they said it's a competition but it oddly doesn't feel like a competition for them mm-hmm. it feels more like a sisterhood and yeah. i feel I don't know. Maybe the lens of the producers is less focused on creating drama and tension between people and just letting it run its course. Right. Um, but there's just something so genuine about the way that the show is being presented through the lens of France that I'm absolutely. Really- and and I think the other thing is like there are there is a familiarity with the cast that some of them do know each other from the real world. Um, so you do get to see the connections. And while over down under uh there is some real world drama coming into the season that's playing out on screen anything that there is tension here we're not seeing they're they're keeping it away um so yeah it is uh, a bit of a celebration do i agree with all of the decisions that um nikki and friends are making absolutely not but that's what we love the show about is because art is subjective um was going to go into the whole dragula thing but even they can't even go by their own standards um so but it's it is very special i'm again i'm enjoying the opportunity to learn about french culture and french music through at least the lip syncs because their music's taste is all over the fucking place 
Uh-huh. Um, or at least the lip sync songs that are allowed in your territory. Correct. Um, <laughs> I still can't believe two weeks in a row. Right. Two weeks in a row. All right. Well, let's dive into this episode. Um, somber music, according to the captions, plays as Lolita and her multi-layered um, air walk back into the workroom. Yes. Um, it's very multi-layered because she mutilated it. It's destroyed. Mm-hmm. But we're going to find out what the results are soon. Lolita reads Berta's mirror message, which includes a personal message to Soa and a jar of pickles or corachon. Um, I love pickles. I don't I don't care what anyone says. They're so I'm good. a pickle lover. I love pickles. Do I eat them out of the jar? Yeah, I do. Oh, I do too. Yes. There was a period of time when I was, when I was a diet, I was like, this is a vegetable and I am going to eat them as vegetables. <laughs> anyway, Soa is feeling alone and lost with Alberta. Um, I wish we got to see their bond a little further. We had glimpses, but we never really saw how close they are. And I guess that goes back to the real world, not necessarily affecting the reality world. Right. Um, I knew that most of the girls were close to um, Berta, but I just felt um, you really didn't see a lot of that one-on-one um, right. Soa that... I was so so when she started bawling quite heavily and she was very, very upset about it, um, about the elimination. I was actually really, really a little thrown off because um, mm-hmm. I was under the assumption that just all the girls were close with her. Um, yeah. But she took it extremely hard. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, think we do we do know that she did sleep on her couch for a very long time. Now we knew this past episode that so was around when. Alberta had her cancer, so they they they've been through it all together, and I guess right. um, th- this is a shared experience that they've now gone through it together again. And um, I think they both really thought they would be in the finale together. I think they did. I thought they would too, um, going into the season. So it was yeah. it was a very sad uh, elimination. But the girls will give Lolita the credit she deserves for her lip sync. She claims she had no idea what she was doing, but something sure did come over her. They all know what she's capable of, and that's all that matters to her. Be careful what you wish for, because um, we'll talk about it. A new day has come, and they enter doing a conga line in height order, um, and now they can go solve world hunger, apparently, according to Le Grand Dame. <laughs> now, in, Le- in confessional, Le Grand Dame will say that Lolita is fearsome competitor, and they have to be very careful for her. But the queens remind Lolita of her legendary lip sync and would like to know the result you know, of her hair. Well, Lolita's going to take off her baseball hat and for the big reveal, she has shaved her head. Um, I mean, she had no other choice, right? She had no other choice. And I saw it coming the second in the previous episode in the confessional. She just all of a sudden had that black hat on. Mm-hmm. And I said, something changed about her hair that they don't want to give away that she stayed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I could I could call it from the editing. Um, but you're you winning. You're not going to keep your hair like no, that. Of course not. So now that the pink hair is no more, she has turned into a quote ombre, uh, and her masculinity starts showing. Uh, this was a moment. This was this was this was masculinity at its finest. <laughs> um, she probably could beat someone up. Uh, <laughs> that's debatable. Um, or she's a good actor. Yes. Very feisty, very feisty. Yes. Well, let's discuss wins, shall we? Well, Paloma has two wins. Soa has two wins. Legrand Dom has one win, and Lolita Banana has a shaved head. <laughs> and a mini challenge. And, and a, a mini challenge. 
challenge. She got a mini challenge. That mini challenge. challenge. Hey, listen, in some versions of Drag Race, a mini challenge win will get you a crown. Still bitter. Every fucking podcast I get to bring up uh, Italia, I will bring it up. (laughs) Electrobiana, give the crown back to Farida Kant. Anyway, the cock doodles as Nikki and her fantastic fashion sense arrive looking for the final four. I'm just going to look around, but for this week's Maxi Challenge, it is time for a makeover. But who will they be transforming? It's going to be their loved ones. It's time to bring them in. And I was a little surprised by their loved one selections. Uh, first, we have Cecile, who is Le Grand Dame's very, very good friend. She says she is the gentlest and nicest person she knows. Next is Jackie, Soa's friend of 10 years. They met in burlesque and she did the Jean-Paul Gaultier costume for her. Very cool. Yes. Uh, now it's Antonio and not Charlie Banana, not Charlie Banana. Uh, uh, so yes, there will be discussion of how Antonio is Lolita's doppelganger with the shaved head. Um, <laughs> not all Mexicans look alike. Uh, I know that the narrative from France was trying to make uh, all the immigrants look alike, but no, 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 no. Uh, but Antonio is from Mexico. He's a dancer, and we will learn much more about him this episode. We probably learn more about him than most of the other contestants eliminated than early. Anyone else, right? <laughs> um, and finally, we have Camila, Paloma's best friend. Um, and they very much did like that Katya run in when um, Katya's loved one come, came in, her mom. Uh, very happy. Now, let's say you get on Drag Race and you had a makeover challenge. Who's your loved one for this challenge? um i remember you want to win the challenge yes i would probably say my sister my younger sister Mm -hmm. um she's just got quite like the diva attitude always Uh had we always fought as children because we both were trying to be the biggest diva in the house but i know she's just as competitive as me so she'd be gunning to win she -hmm. would be able we look like we often used to get when we were smaller that we looked like twins so we wouldn't have to work as hard for the family resemblance. Mm-hmm. And I I think we could turn it out. What would her name be? Um, I'd have to think on that one. I don't know if I would do a play off of Antonio's, something Antonia, um, or if I'd want to do something completely different. If Antonio represents love, then maybe a persona that represents heartbreak. Ooh, okay. All right. I'm excited. Drag race. Make it happen. Yep. Well, Nikki will say she wants to see the family resemblance. They will become sisters. And Nikki will also say that they have to have fun and live. And then she's like, yeah, no, the important part's not going to eliminate it. Don't do that. <laughs> she's so fucking sassy. Yes. Um, have you noticed that the don't fuck it up bit is slowly disappearing from Nikki's lexicon? She's no longer doing that part. Yes, it's it's. Why is she not? Why why are they getting rid of it? I don't know. Um, Maybe it just doesn't ring as as well as hearing don't fuck it up. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't speak French, so I don't know really what the the correct translation would be. Um, But don't fuck it up. It's just so iconic. Yeah, I know. All right. Well, we're going to have a little segment shift, but Nikki is not going anywhere. She is going to meet the loved ones for a deep chat. We're going to get very personal. She meets with Le Grand Dame and Cecile, and we learn that Cecile is a makeup artist and a hairstylist in the film industry, and getting drag queened, as the caption said, will be a new experience for her, as the only time she's had her makeup done for her is in makeup school. Okay, we, we love a, a woman who doesn't need to wear makeup all the time. I love that. 
Nikki will ask La Grande Dame what she says to people who think putting women into drag is easy. She will say it's not an easy job because there is a risk that you're just making them pretty, but drag is about the art of transformation. Fully agree with that statement. Um, and we have definitely obviously seen many, many women come on the show for makeover challenges. Um, and there is some ease to it, but at the same time, it, you want it to be a family resemblance and a lot of the drag artists on the show have more masculine features compared to the, the friends or family members come on. So it is going to be a little more difficult. Um, so I appreciate her saying, no, but drag is about the transformation because that's the key there. Right. I think we often hear this a lot in the show when someone comes out and they're like, you did for like um, the... They used to do them on All Stars, the uh, musical challenges mm-hmm. where they played uh, iconic women. Right. Um, those challenges, they used to say, you look like so-and-so, but not the drag version of so-and-so. Right. And I think part of that is that translation of, it's not just making yourself look feminine or pretty, especially if you have a female counterpart that you're putting in drag, is trying to exaggerate, transform them into another persona, playing with the features that they have structurally on their face. Exactly. So a Jackie chat with Nikki, who off the bat is going to ask what challenges they might face. And Soa says that they're not going to go for a direct physical likeness as she's not putting Jackie in blackface. Thank you. <laughs> Thankfully. She wants to ensure that they will have the same energy and that they are from the same tribe. So we'll add elements of burlesque to their routine and they will be telling a story, a story of their tribe. We will get to this makeover because mm-hmm. choices. Now Nikki ventures to Paloma and Camelia, who Nikki finds to be a beautiful woman and wants to know how they will erase that and turn her into Paloma's sister. She says they will do an homage, since she loves homage, to silent films. So French. Yes. Paloma says that the people say that they look alike, though they are not related, but she will be doing a white face and focus on a theatrical look influenced by the 1920s. Well, Nikki is going to tell her that she's expecting a lot from her and doesn't want her to take the easy way. And I was like, the easy way? What about silent film is easy. Right. Especially in modern drag. What? Okay, Nikki, you're just trying to set us up. Mm-hmm. And finally, it's Lolita and Antonio. And Nikki wants to know where Antonio's open-mindedness is coming from as he is a friend with a gay person and is open to dress up as a woman. He says he doesn't think about it. He's doing it for Lolita. And he shares that his daughter and his wife are his world. They dance together. And his daughter is a fan of Drag Race. That's cool. That was super, super cute. Super sweet. Mm-hmm. Now we learned that Lolita was his daughter's dance coach for a while. And Lolita is the ultimate artist to Mitzi as she sings dances, makeup, and it's her dream to do this. He's living this moment through his daughter's eyes, and I thought that was very precious. Um, Also, if you go to his daughter's Instagram, she was involved in Eurovision Juniors. Oh, wow. So she she got a little following already. Okay. So she's kind of famous. She's a little, she might be a little more famous than Lolita right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she's, she's very well-versed, very well-rounded. But Lolita tells us that in order to for her to transform Antonio, she will have to shave his facial hair, to which I say, I know we've had bearded men on the show have to shave their face. Mm-hmm. Um, where's the beard? Where's the mustache? There's like no facial hair on yeah, that man. It's, it's stubble. When he was like, oh no, I was like, as 
another Mexican American. That's me the next day after I fresh shaved. It grows back quickly. You will be fine. You probably, while he was on the main stage, the hair starts to grow back. Literally. Um, She will also have to help Daniels do his hair and makeup. The list will add up. But Nikki leaves them with a tip-off of who will be joining them on the main stage. It's Raya Marnier and director Luc Bruget. Are you familiar with either of them? I am familiar with both of them. Um, I'm a little more familiar with um, Raya um, because they're very well known in the fashion industry in France um, Mm -hmm. for being uh, quite a role model for transgender uh, women uh, that are modeling. And she's Mm -hmm. always part of that active change to get more of that transgender uh, representation in the model aspect of France. So I am very familiar with her. And um, the other special guest I've heard of before, some of their film work that they've done in France, um, they're very well known. It's a name uh, that I was familiar with, but haven't gone into too much detail about. Yeah, we they they seem to be doing very well with special guest judges. It's like anyone who is um, LGBTQ plus is is ready to jump on this show and be a part of it, which is right. very important. I'd love it. Well, it's time to prepare the new sisters. But first, Antonio and the sequin boots. Uh, it's time. Are these boots going to be made for walking? Well, uh, um, it was a little bit Bambi on ice. He's terrified. Not very feminine in that walk. It was. It was giving crunch. Um, yeah. It was. Yeah. It. It was. It was rough. Well, Lita does find him to be robotic, so he. She instructs him to put his hands on his hip, arch his back, chest, and butt, and stretch those legs. And suddenly. He's like, I'm just going to go, go dance. And he's fine. That's all it takes. A little dance, a little cha-cha. Well, you just have to reprogram the brain to think of it in a different way. And I thought that was actually one of the first things I thought when he was struggling in the heels. I was like, you're a dancer. Lolita, just tell him to dance on the balls of his feet. Yeah. Or walk on the balls of his feet like he would dance on the balls of his of, of his feet. And he'll and he figured it out. There you go. Yep. Camila doesn't um subscribe to the man's social norms and she does not normally wear heels paloma though is worried she wore heels in the past so paloma hopes that it's just gonna be like riding a bike um and it is she's gonna be a good drag queen she's fine she'll be good yeah antonio is now gonna get up in lolita's clothes and walks and it's very first time in drag realness it's very adorable very very cute but lolita is gonna show antonio a walk and a dance routine and she's like you're gonna do that and antonio is gonna start that nervous laughter that's gonna gonna trickle down through this entire episode (laughs) um very cute moment there's something so endearing when we have uh male family members male um significant others come on the show first time in drag it's something out of their element, maybe something that they weren't sure or comfortable with to start with. And when they start to feel the fantasy, mm-hmm. I live, I don't know what it is. It's that like flip of the the gender norm switch of like, if all straight men in America put on a wig, put on a little cha-cha dress and a pump, they would feel themselves. They would- Come feel- on, Ted Cruz, do it. Right. Um, yeah, honestly, I like again, I've never done drag. I have been painted sort of kind of once for uh, a Dragula mini challenge for the podcast mm-hmm. where um, Sarah from Inzalika both had to paint half my face in 15 minutes. Didn't look good. Very bad. <laughs> very, very, very bad. So I, I, I do wonder if, if I had been put into drag at some point, 
Um, would things be different? I like money, so probably. <laughs> now, we're going to cut over to the makeup tables because apparently we're going to do this entire episode in a single day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough, but I get it. So I was going to start the conversation about there being many branches of drag, and it's impossible to say that there is a single idea of makeup or how to hide the brows or how to put on a wig. It's all about the characters and personality to her. And now we're going to head over back to Antonio because we're just going to keep on going back to him. Yeah. And I ask it every fucking time. Where's the water? Do not ever come at me with a dry ass razor. Uh Uh-uh. No. No water, no shaving cream. Like I, I am convinced at this point that on every time, every time they do this bit, they are there for a hot second for the camera, and then they run them to a bathroom. Because I, I would freak out. This would be my nightmare. It's just because I have very, I have very, very sensitive skin. I like, I do break out sometimes when I shave and I let it grow a little longer. Ooh. Yeah, my, my my skin is very sensitive, um, and I shave very frequently because my my facial hair grows in very very quickly. But I never dry shave. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So I will ask Antonio what it's like to be put in drag for the first time. And he says that he's enjoying it. He's a little apprehensive about what others will say. But the most important thing, again, is his wife and daughter. So he doesn't really care what others will think. And then in a very strange confessional, we have LeGrand Dom talk about Antonio being in drag and how he calls it uh, a lot of things into question, like renouncing his masculinity for Lolita while she and her their friends are just playing around with femininity. They don't have to pose any identity issues like he does. Um, very interesting conversation because I think this is the first time we've only had one male loved one come in and everyone else is, you know. Right. Um, and I did think that was interesting. Uh, when I looked at all the loved ones, I was like, oh, there's traditionally we try to have as many male individuals unless we're doing something like all stars to mothers, you know, right. mother's edition, something of the, or, you know, um, it's it's very unusual because it's more challenging to have mm-hmm. a male counterpart to drag up, especially a straight male counterpart. Um, so I definitely agreed with what they were saying regarding, you know, he's got a lot more work and uncomfortability to work through than mm-hmm. the women who, you know, it's just extra pain and extra persona. And, and they're probably having a little, they're probably having a lot more fun not worried about any of those kind of problems well speaking of renouncing masculinity will lolita be tucking antonio antonio's like yes what excuse me um antonio does not know what tucking is and you could see his hand tapping lolita being like what are they talking about why are they laughing what is going on here paloma will be the one to tell him that it's the technique to hide the private parts She goes on to paint the picture that it's taking your testicles to your abdomen, fold the sack, and pull your penis toward your butthole. And he's like, no one told me about this part. Can I go home now? There's always one thing, and usually it is the tucking that we always see uh, that scares off. Scares the men very, very, very much. Yes. Um, Now, Lolita won't ask him to do it. As we learn, she doesn't even tuck uh, they're just going to be wearing big dresses, so there's no need for it. But when Soa finds out that Lolita doesn't talk, um, she's going to size shame her. Literally on the spot, size shame her. 
why is she doing that? I mean, clearly now we know so must be very um, well endowed. Um, but oh, Lolita very, says, squeeze them in, as she says. Yeah, very interesting um, choice in the confessionals. Um, although, I mean, as someone who, unless I am doing a specific female presenting character mm-hmm. or wearing a gown of sort that I need to tuck, I'll tuck. Otherwise, they don't. Um, but I'm trying to think of all the looks. Not, I know some of them um, that are coming to mind for Lolita's runways. Yeah, she could get away with the no tech. But I'm thinking of like the U equals U look. Right. I'm like, hmm. I mean, listen, if, if she has a tiny dick, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. Less work. Exactly. And she's in a happy relationship. So clearly they, her partner doesn't care either. Yes. Size doesn't matter. It does not. Paloma reveals that she will tuck no matter what the costume is. It's her way of feeling the fantasy. She doesn't feel like she's in drag unless she's tucked and feeling like a Barbie. And there are definitely drag artists out there who are very much like that. But um, uh, most of my friends, not the case. The second they don't yeah. have to tuck me. I know idea. some drag artists that that's like the final they feel that femme transformation. Yeah. Um, for me, it's a lash, so I'm okay. For Soa, she will share that there are various ways to tuck, including duct tape and tucking panties, and Antonio's face is like, what did I sign up for? What is happening here? All right. La Grande Dame will get a confessional following this conversation, saying that Antonio is wide-eyed and finds it cool that they do this stuff. And I'm not sure that this is the part that he finds cool, uh, he just wants his dick to remain in place, me thinks. But um, <laughs> editors, we're having fun with this moment. Yeah. We're going to get a preview of Antonio after Lolita finishes eyes. And I'm like, twins? She did a, She's doing a brilliant job. Yes. They looked so, so similar. It was a little scary. Mm-hmm. Very scary. Now we see Camilla's face and she is a mime. And Paloma was really diving into that period paint. Um, she doesn't even recognize herself here. Now, the first interaction we see between La Grande Dame and Cecile is seeing her paint and um, in a word, I would call it underwhelming. Uh, I suppose the LGD is just not a huge drag paint. So on a woman, it's just going to look like a fancy night out with a little splash of color. Now, Jackie, I just don't see really much paint aside from that travel paint, but I guess it's just a very, 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 very soft beat with a little pink contour as a choice. Yeah, it was a, it was a choice. Choices were made, um, and and it's very clearly pointed out later on the runway. Oh yeah. Now, when Antonio has the hair on, it's uncanny. Lolita did a brilliant job painting. Like literally, welcome to the family. He will say that he doesn't know how to refer to himself as handsome or beautiful, and I find this a very interesting conversation because I often find myself nervous to use handsome at times because. It is a more masculine term, um, especially in drag when you call someone handsome. Oh, that's an insult. <laughs> um, what's your take on masculine as a only ma- uh, handsome as an only masculine term? Um, I get the connotations between masculinity and the word handsome and beautiful being more feminine. Um, I think they're interchangeable. Um, Handsome for me does feel like it could be a bit of a softer male presenting though. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it kind of toasts that line of maybe 
being a bit more of a fem word. Um, it's it's a discussion that doesn't get had, so I'm glad it no. you know got spoken about. Um, it's interesting, very interesting. It it is. Um, so like if you're in the gig and and someone said you look handsome, how would you take that, or would it depend on what your look is? It would depend on what the look is, um, but generally I would take handsome as a compliment simply because I do a lot with gender, um, Mm -hmm. gender play. So I can't know if the audience is perceiving me as a femboy or if the Mm -hmm. audience is perceiving me as um, a variation of female impersonation. Mm -hmm. So the compliment of handsome can mean an abundance of things depending on how they're viewing my persona of you know, Antonio on stage. And also the name itself sometimes lends people to think that sure. I would prefer he, uh, he, him pronouns, which is not the case when I'm performing. Um, I feel like if I ever did drag, I would be called handsome. So I hope if anyone ever does make me over, make it someone who's very good at drag and very good at painting. Oh boy. All right. Antonio will tell Alita that she has a very strong message with what she does. And so believes that Antonio doing drag has allowed himself to ask himself some interesting questions. Uh, and she's also predicting a season five entry for him. Uh, so let's hope the show lasts that long. Yes. One day we are going to get a makeover challenge contestant on the show. One day. One day. It's coming soon. It's going to be wintergreen. <laughs> right. Uh, so what is his daughter going to say? He thinks she'll be happy. She told him she would have loved to do it and wants to be in the competition, but he had told her that she can't. And now he says he's stupid for saying that because when she asked why, he said because she's not a boy. She said, so what? And now he knows it's true. It doesn't matter who you are. Anyone can be a drag queen. Jackie thinks it's a really strong message for a daughter to see her father transform into a woman. And Lolita has decided Antonio's name will be Akita Banana. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're heading to the runway. And I was like, wait, wait, we, there's still 40 minutes of television left. I know. We, we, we have, what's going on? I know how this show works. What, what do you, what's in store? But we'll get there. First and foremost, though, Nikki, looking ravishing in blue. Uh, love the cut of the bus. Very magical. She's so magical. The hair was great. I don't know how it was constructed, but that orb in the hair. Right. Oh, my God. It was celestial. She's just all her looks this season are just working overtime. They just are so good. We have Daphne Berkey, Kitty Smile with that awful hair again. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ryan, look. um, Category is family traits and in honor of the runway, we are going to play family or shamley. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. Opinions, listeners, they're coming. Paloma and Colombina. I adore this look. It's playful and whimsical and fun. The 1920s inspired mime is unique to Paloma. No one else could pull it off on this cast. Pink hands really sold, told a story. Listen, if we're going to go for family resemblance and that's the challenge, Paloma fucking nailed it. It's like a carbon copy, and their performance is very cute and playful, very um, Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser from Cats. Very bad energy, very um, very give and take, um, Bonnie and Clyde energy. Um, I really enjoyed the look. Um, I liked all the details. I loved the makeup. There's just 
it's hard to get a family resemblance out of someone who has a different facial structure than you. Mm-hmm. So by using a kind of neutral mime reference that kind of neutralizes and allows them to construct and build similar faces that can resemble each other was just, oh, it was so well thought out. Loved the finger waves down the side. I thought this was beautifully done. The choreography was cute, mm-hmm. um, very playful. My only thing would be, um, I did agree with the critique given from the judges. I would have liked to see just a little variation. So it was more sisters, um, maybe for, you know, um, less identical, more uh, fraternal uh, siblings. Fair. Daphne says that she has a reference for every day. She's a real font of culture. She says it's an homage to actress Misadora in her role of Irma Vep, who wore the outfit designed by um, Pierrot at the time and redesigned by Paloma. She says it's astonishing. It's perfectly done and impressive. Raya says the costume execution is incredible and she wanted to see more of it and the story to go further. Luik says there's a Tiffany's display side to it and it's very, very beautiful. Kitty says the downfall for him is he has a mother that loved dressing him and his brother the same and hated it and would have liked some differences maybe with the color of gloves. So clearly Kitty just has his own personal traumas that he's working through and projecting it on Paloma, but whatever, fuck you, it's fine. Nikki says Columbina had the energy and Paloma was worried about her choreography as she was watching her more than she was doing it for herself. Paloma will say that she knows that they are expecting a lot with her, with her synchronicity. So she asked Camilla to help her since she's a dancer and decided to do the mirror image since they look alike. She says they get confused as siblings, so she thought it would be funny to tell that story. Columbina says her experience was great. She still can't believe she's on this stage. They hadn't seen each other for some time, and it was so great meeting again. She's proud of where Paloma is in the competition. I will give this a family. I really liked it. That's a family. Paloma just... Audience, 88% family, 12% shamley. Lolita and Paquita Banana. Uh, This is how you pay homage to your culture. At first glance, I didn't know who was who. That's how well Lolita did at this fucking challenge. I love the colors. They are so bold and beautiful. I loved the confetti reveal for both of them being in sync. It was a beautiful moment. Paquita really got in it, had fun, honored the art of drag. They may be authentic, but these looks were still drag. Um, This is where we will probably part ways just a little. And this probably comes from me being um, Mexican-American. So I've seen this look done a plethora of times. Um, The makeup, the look, familia through and through. I could not tell once they moved the sombreros out of the way, like who was who. It was so, so good. Um, The two concerns for me, one being that the confetti trick was already done earlier. So it lost the wow factor. I guess for the guest judges, it was that first time and really exciting. Mm -hmm. But for Nikki um, and the two other regular judges, it was something they'd already seen. And Lolita's done a very great job of every runway having some kind of a trick or a gag up her sleeve. So it was a little bit of a letdown that it was a repeat of a previous trick um, because I was kind of hoping to see something else um, maybe happen. Um, And then my only concern is I love that these are traditional garments. 
Um, I love that they're um, complementary colors. So there's a little bit of difference in them. My only issue is I wish there would been a little more accentuation to make it a bit more drag um, mm -hmm. because this is so traditional. I can go down to Mexico or to um, the market square in San Antonio and get this exact outfit. Fair. They could have added stones, maybe added more frills. Um, just found a way to add a little bit more drag into the outfit. Um, but overall, beautiful job. And the presentation was stellar. Those cartwheels in sync, wonderful. Yeah. Um, it very much, I, I, again, I love culture. Even if it's not French, just bringing your own culture to drag artists, that's important to me. Um, it very much reminded me of the makeover challenge on Drag Race Hall in season one with Envy Peru and her mom. Yes. where you have these very, very traditional looks and Peruvian looks and, and just, you could see the joy that emanated out of them. So it was a very special moment and whoo, this result of this episode. Okay. <laughs> Nikki will ask Paquita how she is and she says it's hard with the corset heels and tightness and she feels like she's wearing a cap with the wig on. Nikki says that she is sublime. Paquita will say that his daughter is a fan of the show and Lolita and now when he talks to her, he can tell her that she hopes she can be whoever she wants as much as she wants. Raya will say their bond was magical. She was really touched and their costumes are crazy. Kitty will say it's incredible because the colors really pop and complement each other. He says it's obvious they were having fun and they can feel the bond with them. He thought they were family when he saw them. He says the only downside was it shouldn't be too gimmicky. He says when Lolita does something, she's the Latina. He really loves the story she tells, but he thinks it's time to start telling the, the theme the, of mixing both French and her origins together. And I was like, oh, okay, that's very specific and I don't think you're allowed to say that, but okay, go for it. Loic was taken aback by how much they look like one another and says they are clones and Daphne would have liked to see more sense as she's already seen that reveal. She wants more surprises out of Lolita. Um, I don't know. It just felt very jarring to hear Kitty say, give us more France because you've been here for 12 years. Yeah, it, it rubbed me the wrong way. Um, I get what they were trying to say was essentially we've seen us we've seen similar looks that are very close to referencing um the same silhouettes the same um structures of garments from the mexican culture because mexican culture does have a lot of the similar silhouettes and specifically with the one she did the same petal reveal the silhouette was very very similar mm -hmm. um but you could ask for more variation or maybe seeing something new without having to say you showed us a lot of Mexican. Um, yeah. I want French or at least combine the two because this is not Mexico's drag grace is kind of the undertone that that came out. Literally, of. this was a setup of Lolita, get ready for España versus the world. Mm -hmm. um, I love this look. It is a family for me. It is a family for me. Yes. Guess what? The audience, 100% family. Soa and Kiki Demuse. Um, the pre presentation began with this big reveal under the feathers, and I have to say underwhelming. It didn't bring anything to life for me. The look was very much Warriors of Tribe, maybe from another dimension. I think for me, it needed a color familiarity to tie it all together. Aside from just the war paint, it's not a family resemblance. Um, I don't love Kiki's look. I adore Soa's look, and had she worn that as a solo look during a week, she would have gotten all the praise. 
this just didn't work for me. Um, I enjoyed the entrance um, and the way it revealed. Now, as a burlesque entertainer, he uses fans. Um, fans are a tricky prop to work with because mm -hmm. there's only so many tricks and things you can do with fans. And they're there to help build and tell a story. Mm -hmm. And I felt like after they came out, they were just being yeah. flicked around. Um, the looks were a miss for me. I don't see how they tied in together. Um, often when we see different colors of, of looks or outfits, there are corresponding parts of the outfits that link to each other, look similar, similar colors, smaller right. colors in them that weave it together. Nothing. These felt like two separate concepts and ideas. One was very um, Firebird. One was very Amazon Bird. And I didn't get family. I didn't get any sense of, of unity or, I don't know. Um, I liked, I loved Sobo's look just as much as you. And I feel the same way. Had it been separated and not part of a challenge to have uh you know someone else there done up and look like a family member she mm -hmm. would have done a lot better but not a fan and that makeup that makeup that makeup that makeup tell me um halloween makeup show show me halloween makeup without saying it's halloween makeup Literally. um this was oh, I'm going as, as Amazon warrior princess. Can you do my makeup? Sure, a little on the lid, a little checker marks, a little dash circle here, spiral there. Perfect, you're good to go. Yeah, and I mean, again, if talking about what Lagrand Dom said earlier about the art of transformation, there, there's something about the art of transformation in the face and the makeup, like put, the, put pounds of makeup on and you'll feel like it's drag. There was like nothing on Kiki. Yeah. You could see this there was, was, but it was very subtle. This was her going to try out the Sephora counter. Literally. Nikki says Soa how, asks how she is and says she's proud to be there with Kiki as they have gone through hard times together. She met Kiki the same day as she met Nina, who was her best friend, who passed away seven years ago. She was a fan of Drag Race and they lived through her death together. She is happy that Kiki is there with her. Raya has been fascinated by large birds and is fascinated by this duo. She will say that she feels the outfits are lacking a bit of light. Nikki says this is exactly the kind of reference she loves. It's mythology and totally geeky. She says they look like long lost cousins from two different tribes joining Daenerys in Game of Thrones. And I was like, so not family resemblance. Cool. Daphne says the way she projected her was really touching. She would like to have a friend like that. Luik says the entrance was really beautiful, discovering them both like a creature that arrives. He loves the costume with all the frills. Kitty, same critique to Soa every week. Would have liked to see more drag. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard because Soa is a family. Kiki is a shamley. But as the challenge calls it, I have to go shamley. I would go shamley. Audience clearly was not watching the episode. 70% family, 30% shamley. Mm. And finally, La Grande Dame and Ma Petite Dame. They are playing dolls. It's a cute concept, but I think they were from two different brands of toys. I love that La Grande Dame is doing drag. Her look is very divine. Ma Petite Dame had a very similar look in blue, but as far as the paint, La Grande Dame just didn't give me a family resemblance here. I found the performance to be a bit disturbing. Um, really disappointed that it had to um, 
come to this as the reason why she was saved and everything that happened afterwards. But um, this was the worst of the week. Uh, La Fondam, I thought this was wonderful. Uh, okay. I will say, I have a boy crush on La Fondam. So you, you want to uh, climb her, don't you? Yes. Uh, All six five. Uh, I have a big boy crush, so I think I'm a little biased, but. There were some things um, that I agree with. The face was not similar enough. When you have girls like Paloma and um, Lodita having such similar makeup, like almost mm-hmm. identical, it loses that resemblance. And sure, yeah. they're sisters. Um, the makeup structure, the color choices were close, but I think there could have been some restructuring of the face for... Um, her, her little sister that would have made it seem a little closer to family. Um, I love the outfits. I thought they were very chic. I loved the, this is how you do two outfits, different colors, but the structure, the embellishments, the feathers on them uh, help link to each other. So I thought that was very well done. The presentation, I enjoyed the presentation separately. I don't like how we got to the other part of the presentation. So I like that they came out like plastic dolls. It was like, oh, cute. It's a Barbie S story. I didn't get this. Let's pull out the everlasting gobstopper and, and feed it to each other. And it was just, weird. It was very, very weird. Um, yeah, it was just weird. And then, of course, I like that they then loosened up to give a proper strut, a proper yeah. runway walk. But it was weird. It was weird. Um, yeah. Daphne says it's Barbie's Emancipation Party. She absolutely adored it. She was shrugging off the shackles and having fun. Kitty says it's one of his favorite looks since he's a Paris Hilton Nicole Ritchie reference. He likes that it was super fun and not too serious. He wishes the roles were played more balanced. Raya says the silliness and beauty together totally awed her. Luke says it's stupid and sophisticated and loved everything. He would have preferred less hair. Nikki was very offended by this comment. <laughs> Daphne will ask about the relationship and Ma Petite Dame will say that they met on set and they get along through their sense of humor. La Grande Dame says falling in love with, in a friendship doesn't happen often for her as it takes her a lot of time to trust people and let them into her life. Um, fair, me too. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Seraphim uh, actually got to go to Paris and got to meet a couple of the queens and said La Grande Dame was very, very sweet. Very, 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 very kind. It's a shamley. I can't, I can't support it. Um, not when you had good looks from Paloma and Lolita, I can't put it in the same category. Yeah, I would give this one to Shamley too. Audience 68% family, 32% Shamley. All right, we're gonna head over to Untuck Jr. The Queens and their loved ones are gonna head backstage to decompress a little bit, and the Queens are gonna be congratulating their new sisters. They all had a time walking in heels, and they all overall thought it was tougher than expected. Um, are they saying that for the camera, or do you think they really believed it? Uh, I think they're saying that for the camera. Yeah. Lolita says their presence refreshed the atmosphere and thanks them for it, and Lolita now owes Antonio a dinner. Um, Antonio, you should be begging for like a steak dinner. Um, just all of the appetizers, all of the desserts, every side possible. Yes, go, steak, wheat. All of the turkeys. Now, Soa will note that even with the loved ones there, the couches used to be full of all the queens, and there were so many of them. It was a crazy season. This season flew by fucking fast. It did. It really, really did. I got a little bit of a late start watching, 
and I kind of got hooked into watching them. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, I got to wait until next week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Um, it's gone by fast, but that's what happens when you just consistently stick to sending home someone every week, you know? Right. Lolita will pose the question to ask who is in the top and bottom. And the grand dame has no idea. She knows they all got negative and positive critiques. She can sense that something is off and she's starting to worry. Editors, I see what you did here. Mm-hmm. Paloma believes something does smell fishy, but no matter what, they are going to do what they do and put on a great show. Now, Nikki brings back her girls as the loved ones watch them backstage. And she's going to decide to call the following people forward. So it amuse. Lolita Banana, Paloma, and there's a, blah, a pause, and, and the Grand Dame's like, what? And then she calls the Grand Dame. Are they in the finale? No, no, that makes no sense, because there's still 20 minutes of show left to do. Mm-hmm. Nikki reveals that she needs to see more, so to determine who will be in the top three, because they can apparently only have three, it's time for a lip sync battle. Welcome to Nikki Palooza. Mm. Here's my theory, if you'll humor me for a moment. I think simply based on the challenge, the winner was Lolita. Paloma, close second, but the clear bottoms were so on the grand home. That just didn't work out with the producers' fantasies as they wanted to send Lolita home this week, so they pulled a fast one so they could feasibly send her home. But let's also discuss, did she even lose a lip sync? Well, for starters, um, I was like, oh, when they were like, we're going to do lip syncs. I was like, oh, here we go. Um, I I would have put, for me, the winner this week was Paloma. Um, but I would have put Lolita safe. Yeah. So it would have been between Soa and La Grande Dame. And I probably would have thought this was Soa's week to go based on the challenge and also based on the fact that this is, I guess, would be her third time lip syncing mm-hmm. in the bottom. But I do see that not being part of the great grand picture of the producers and I, this in place. I really think last week was supposed to be Lolita's week to go and this week would have been Berta's, but I just don't, uh, there was, you couldn't send Lolita home after the lip sync. There's no way. Yeah, no. You could have saved them both and eliminated two this week. That would have been at least a gag. Um, but yeah, this just didn't add up to me because Lolita's been so good and she definitely is going to be, spoiler, leaving as a robbed goddess. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was very much, we just, and also I just felt it really, it's one of those things where when you kind of very all-star seven, three stars in the last challenge, You've kind of discredited all the work of this episode and said you could have done crap because we're just going to make you lip sync. Literally. Well, there are going to be some envelopes to decide how things work. Um, envelopes. Yeah. Uh, if, if you have not heard the um, Roscoe's viewing party um, with Naomi Smalls basically saying that all the um, suitcases are the same name. I don't know. Conspiracy theory. She says she, cl- she claims she saw it, but I I'm waiting for someone from production to confirm or deny right. that one. But first to lip sync are going to be Lolita Banana and So the Muse. <laughs> That's a party. That's a show. The song is um, by Ophelia White. I cannot say the name because I do not speak French and we're not even going to try to butcher it right now. 
uh, once the song started, it had those R&B undertones and it's like, this is the solo show. She, she, she's got it. Also, Lolita took too much time to undress and I don't think she needed to. She right. should have saved the gag for the second lip sync, but I honestly think she thought she was winning this lip sync and she wanted to do it now. I think so too. I, from the moment the music started, I knew it was a song for Soa. Yeah. And I also, those producers, they think they're smarter than they are. The first two between this one and the next pairing, the edit was solely focused on Soa yeah. majority of the time. It gave it away. I already yeah. had. I mean, what happened. Soa had the mood, the mood of the song, but Lolita also sadly proved that tricks have to be timed to the story of the song. Just doing a cartwheel after a cartwheel doesn't serve a lip sync. Tricks need to be for a purpose. In the end, Soa wins. Do you agree? On this lip sync, I do agree. Yes. Uh, Soa will win an outfit from Ami Pari. Uh, good for her. She doesn't like spending money, so she got free clothes. Yeah. Next up is Paloma vs. La Grande Dame, and the song is Le Banana Split by Leo. Leo. Um, and Lolita is sitting in the back being like, are you fucking kidding me? A song about a banana and I am not lip syncing it? She would have been pissed. She was pissed. I, the second the song was revealed, I went, yep, they got her. They got her. Um, this song is a bop. I am here for this 80s sugary goodness. This is a fun song. It was a really fun song. I was having a good time. Um, once again, I already knew when it started and it was that quirky offbeat. I went, this is all Paloma. Yeah. All Paloma. And Paloma is the far superior lip sync artist. The Grand Dame just proved that she is tall and she can top, touch the top of the main stage. That's all she proved in this lip sync. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Grand Dame and her cartwheels were anything but graceful. In the end, the Grand Dame loses. Paloma wins. Do you agree? Yes. I do too. Good. This one was good. Producers, you can have this one. Um, Paloma will also be getting the scene gift, um, but she didn't say she doesn't like spending money. She's like gifts. She's got a lot of good things this season. Um, did she? Yes, she did. She got the um, the ad campaign with Jean mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, she did. Yes, she like, did. Like now. now we got Lolita versus La Grande Dame. It is tall versus short. Nikki will offer them both the chance to change their outfit which is only happened in one other time in a regular season drag race that went to dusty ray bottoms because her look in the design challenge would have actually hurt her should she have danced in it right lolita will say nah which i think was a killer decision the grand dame was like yeah sure let me slip into something different if you had this option what would you do change why wouldn't you it's something they've seen you in already Pull something else that can help tell the story better. Pull something with your... This is, in a sense, your lip sync for the crown. So bring the tricks, bring the gags, bring reveals. Mm -hmm. If they've already seen you in this, you've given everything away. Now, if you... If she pulled off that gold thing in this lip sync from the um, regular runway look, that would have been the moment. She would have been... Oh, yeah. If she said, no, I don't need to change, and you learn through the performance that it's because there's another reveal, would have been a slage. But the montage of La Grande Dame getting ready, very funny. Very, very cute. (laughs) Diva, hurry up. 
Um, what she did return in, I will say, is the most drag she's worn all season. Yeah, it was very like, we're not doing fashion. We're it was horrible. Doing, we're doing 7th Avenue on uh, in Manhattan, pulling from the garment uh, district. Literally. Fabric. Sequence fabric. Let's go. Um, the song is La Grenade by Clara Laciana, Laciani. Uh, it's a power pop song. This is the shit we live for. Lolita was giving you emotion in the face. La Grande Dame once again shows you that she is tall. Um, La Grande Dame is falling into this electrobionic category of how is she going to represent the season as a winner with nothing to prove. She's got one win. What else? Lolita really gave it her all. It was much more entertaining to watch. Was a peace sign enough to save her? Sadly, it was not. In a way, it looks like an SOS. Um, for me, I did give this one to La Grandame simply because you want to climb her. I do. <laughs> um, that is partial, but also I felt like, like we talked about in the previous lip sync, those tricks being very ill timed. Yeah. Um, there were quite a few moments where. This is this was a song that was more on like a you want to take your time, you want to pause, you don't want to be doing too much motion because the words, the lyrics, the underscoring of the song is very intense, very powerful. I feel like if Lolita would have changed maybe into just a beautiful gown, mm-hmm. done no tricks, shown us that she could just hold her ground without needing to do everything that she's shown us it would have been a slayage. But I think she was trying to rely on those tricks, the split, rollover, split. While it was very impressive, it just didn't fit the tone of the song. Right. And it it kind of pushed that balance. But I do feel like she emoted better than Luck on Dom. But I just feel like she, she lost that just on those few little boo-boos. Yeah. Now, personally, I would have said if you needed to have the tall one in the finale, just pull it, put them all in it, all four of them, pull it up Drag Race Holland. Um, this was a travesty to me. I really, really don't understand why Lolita could not have been in this finale. It's not like she was terrible at all this season. She proved her worth. She's very, very talented. Um, we've talked about it on the podcast a lot this season about um, these microaggressions against her. Mm-hmm. Um, and this feels like the biggest one. It's yeah. almost like she's not French enough to be the winner of the show. Right. And it was it was really, really sad to see to see her go. And for me, it did fair it did feel very much like as talented as she, she is, she can't win the crown because that's not a representative of France, which right. is not true. But it, it was very heartbreaking. And I don't understand why it wasn't a top four yeah. like majority of drag race has now become is a top four i don't get why they couldn't do a top four in the finale i'm interested to see how next week works out but i feel like she should have at least been given the respect for the amount of work and development that she's done to at least be in that final four it's just shocking that this is the episode that they eliminated her on she did excellent I agree. But I do agree with what you were saying earlier. I do think in production's eyes last week, she was getting ready to go. 
and they did not expect her to turn it in that lip sync and they had to let um la Bibia go and yep. yeah well i got some burning questions to wrap up this podcast are you ready i'm ready what is lolita's legacy i think lolita's legacy is a legacy about embracing your roots, your heritage, your culture, and giving it a platform to be showcased. I feel like Lolita, in so many ways, a lot of her runways had messages to them. Absolutely. Which we get here and there in drag, um, but it's something that Lolita was trying to do consistently um, every single week was tell a story, give a message, um, reference and represent their culture. And I think that's a legacy that stands alone to Lolita in terms of representation. Absolutely. Next week, they get to do a performance to the realness. Who screwed the most? It's hard because we know Paloma struggled in the girl group challenge. Mm-hmm. So I'm believe I think Soa de Muse is going to do great. Um, La Grande Dame showed up last time, but I'm rooting for Paloma. So Me too. Um, I, I fear that this is going to be another um, Carmen Farala situation where they're like, oh, do we yeah. listen to She's like, no. I know. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But um, after seven episodes, the winner of the season is. Oh, if I have to also take into account next week, I would probably, against all odds, I'm going to say Paloma. I'm saying Paloma. I'm Team Paloma. I've been Team Paloma since day one. She is a brilliant drag artist. Um, I, I am someone who loves the statistics. If you look on the social media, on the Instagram, and the likes on the posts, she is beating both of them almost by um, double. Yeah. Just noting that. We did see that with Miss Jinxie Monsoon. Same yeah. situation. Does it always matter? No. I want Paloma to win. Who is going to win? It's probably going to be La Grande Dame. Uh, she's gotten a lot of passes this season. There is a reason why she is here. She is the face of France. She is a model. She is fashion. She epitomizes what we see as France. Do I go out and seek that kind of drag? Not necessarily. Again, very much giving me electrobionic um, similarities where it is a beautiful, tall model of a human who can do their version of female impersonation as opposed to a straight up drag artist. That's my fear. That's my prediction. But I am fucking Team Paloma. Come on, girl, get it for us. Yeah, I'm I'm very interested because, yeah, I just don't see La Grande Dame having that oomph that you want out of a winner. Yeah. And Paloma just, she gives me that. And so I'm and, hoping. And with Soa, the, the amount of English she's been speaking, she's just setting herself up for a versus the world season. <laughs> That's literally right. all she's, she's been doing. She's going to be on versus the world let me have her on a, a, a season with RuPaul. Ooh, it's going to be good. Oh, Let's yes. see it. Um, yeah, so interesting episode. I'm not thrilled with the results, but I just know I'm, I'm, I'm letting myself be disappointed this week when 
Paloma doesn't win, but it's fine. It's fine. We're, we're, they're all happy. And another reason why I think Paloma's not winning is because the three of them are going to be at the Grand Dame's viewing party. So I kind of think the writing is on the wall. Right. So we'll see how things play out. We'll see. We'll see. Sometimes Drag Race loves a good twist, and we'll see how France is playing their own game. That being said, this is a very good top three. Oh, yes. The, the top three, solid. Top four. This cast, after at a certain, I want to say, the girl group. Yep. After it was the top six, that episode I remember going, I don't know. Like, now we're getting, like, you have to be so picky about things yep. to take apart. Um, stellar. But this top three, fierce. Very fierce. And very different, which I appreciate. Yep. All right. Well, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Sure. You can find me on social media, uh, Instagram, Venmo, Cash App, all at the Antonio Amor. That's T-H-E, Antonio like banderas, Amor, A-M-O-R, Spanish word for love, what I love to give to you. Um, that's where you can find me. I'll be posting about uh, events and shows coming up. I have some Jersey City Pride events that I will be a part of. Um, when I get back from Ohio uh, next week, I will be down at Paradise on Thursday um, in Jersey City performing on Friday, uh, Jersey City Pride on the 27th at the end of the month, I'll be performing uh, along with Bushwick uh, on the 10th or the 11th. I'll be making that announcement soon. I'll be on the main stage of Bushwick and I've got a lot of other fun projects coming up. And so um, follow and hit the notification bell so that way you don't miss any of those notifications or postings. Amazing. Well, thank you for being here. Well, thank you for having me again. It was so much fun. And I guess we'll patiently wait and see who gets that Drag Race France crown. You sure will. A big thanks to Antonio for coming on. Subscribe to your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. <laughs>